time for a supercharged, super loaded, high action packed version of cons and cons. Because yesterday became all about the hurricanes because it was opening day and we went from cons and cons to hurricanes and hurricanes. Her confidence, her concerns for the mm-hmm. Canes. Uh, we pushed our ACC North Carolina state of North Carolina teams. Uh, our cons and cons to today. We're going to mix it in with the Panthers cons and cons, and it's going to be one giant cons and cons. Better together than we are apart. Two heads better than one. There's some logic there that attributes. I'm sure I, we'll go. With I'm it. not going to explain it. Uh, we always go uh, up the podium, starting with our off-the-podium team from the previous week. Uh, we'll start with Wake Forest, and as always, you get good news, you get bad news. Which do you want first? You start with the bad. Uh, Dennis, what is your concern for the Wake Forest Demon Deacon? Their ability, uh, inability, I should say, to put it all together for 60 minutes. <laughs> because we saw in multiple games this season, like they start hot, finish weak, or they start weak, finish strong. Well, they saw last week against Clemson, defense played really well, offense struggled. They haven't put all their pieces together, working together for a full 60 minutes yet. That's the concern right now, because they've flashed in different areas in different games, but haven't done it all together in one game yet. My concern is similar. It's worded a bit differently, but it's similar. Uh, Their identity. Okay. Like, what, what did they hang their hat on? Okay. Uh, you know, you can go, you, you can do this two ways the eye test or the stats test, right? And I try to do both in most scenarios. The stats test tells you they are like darn near dead center in the ACC in everything like passing yards, passing yards allowed, rushing yards, rushing yards allowed, points scored, points allowed. Like they are just right in the middle. They don't have their thing that they are uh, known for or dominant in or that they hang their hat on. And when you don't have that thing, I start to get concerned with like how you see yourself, right? Like, like what are what are you bringing to the table? What are what are what are you? Might be just the easiest way to ask that question. So I'm concerned about their identity and and to be quite frank, looking for a confidence. Like I almost stumbled into the concern. I'm looking for something I'm confident in. I'm going like, well, I like that, but it's I mean, it's not great. I like that, but it's not great. And I, I went through their entire body of work and it was all like nah, nah, hmm. I made that sound a lot nah, nah, hmm, hmm, ah, maybe hmm, ah. what's your confidence for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons I'm actually confident this week of Mitch Griff is continuing to learn from his mistakes earlier in the season you know I'm on board with this yes I know I, but uh, the fact that against Clemson even though the offense struggled didn't turn the ball over took care of the football which is a big Which a separation m- from the two previous games pre-buy. Exactly. So I think the confidence is like, all right, Mitch, you had a little bye week. You learned from it, and you took that to the field. Mm-hmm. against the, Again, Clemson is not what they were, but that's still a good team. And that defensive front for Clemson is legit good. When you have a fumbles problem, especially, they're legit good. Yeah. Uh, my confidence, and I told you, it took me a while to find this. Um I'm confident in the way their schedule changes. Okay. Uh, they have Virginia Tech and Pitt coming up next. Get right games. They are two of what I consider the bottom of the ACC this year, uh, with Virginia Tech being one and one, but their only ACC win over Pitt. Uh, and oh. Pitt defeated. They haven't won a game yet. And, and there's just a lot of things in those two teams that I'm not confident in. So, like, uh, the, the if I'm not confident in your opponent, I guess I'm confident in you. So their schedule does ramp up after that, I believe, Florida State. But for the next two weeks, I think Wake Forest has an opportunity to to get right. 
based on their schedule. So that's what I'm confident in. Uh, the bronze medalist on our podium this weekend was the the Duke Blue Devils. So let's go ahead and get Duke up there. Uh, I'll go concern first. Uh, I don't know how it's anything else. My concern is Riley Leonard's ankle. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> That's it. That's it. This one took me the, the smallest amount of time to research. I think he's special, but also he is depended upon a lot by this Duke team. So if he is unavailable or if he is a shell of his, his athletic, athletic self, I think that's a big, big concern on how Duke will be able to overcome that. Because, I mean, let's be real. Like, their straight-up running game, you know, the turn and hand it to the back running game, mm-hmm. I don't know how fearful I am of that if I'm a defensive coordinator. Uh, their running game, when it involves Riley Leonard having the option to keep it himself, I am fearful of that. So sure. if, if you take away that, that element – whether you know that's by taking away Riley Leonard from being on the field or by taking away his ability to, to run, uh, I'm significantly less less worried about it. So, you know, anything that makes defensive coordinators less worried makes me concerned for the offense. So, I don't know how it could be anything else other than Riley Leonard's ankle. Do you have anything to add? No. All right. What is your confidence? I'm confident in their defensive front getting pressure, and I'm looking specifically to Saturday's game against NC State. Because NC State, in my opinion, doesn't have the receivers that can match against Duke secondary. Duke secondary can lock down NC State. And they can put their best cover guy on KC Concepcion and everyone else out there. I think it's pretty much set and good to go. But their defensive front can generate a lot of pressure. And they did it against Notre Dame, too. They've made life like hell for a little <laughs> while for, for Sam Hartman. And, of course, it was the time they didn't actually rush four guys is when Sam Hartman scrambled for 17 yards on the fourth and 16. Go figure. But their defensive front, I think, can get a lot of pressure on MJ Morris because, let's be real, NC State offensive line isn't that good. You're, it's leaky. <laughs> you're, you're, I don't know, that, that, that ending caught me kind of funny. Uh, your confidence is built into my confidence. Okay. Uh, I'm confident in their pass defense. Yeah. For a few things. One, the eye test. And and um, I mentioned this on this week's pack therapy, by the way, which will drop later tonight, be in time for your uh, your your morning commute. Um, I remember watching that that Clemson Duke game to open the season, right? So I'm, we're walking down memory lane here a little mm-hmm. bit. And I left that game excited. And this shows how kind of cynical of an ACC fan I am. I was excited because I was walking away going, Clemson doesn't have the dudes at wide receiver, and it had been so long since they didn't. I'm like, it's true. They don't have the they don't have the receivers. They don't have them. This is great. And then as the season's gone along, I'm like, actually, I think I think Duke has the defensive backs, right? Like, so they they kind of stuck with Clemson's wide receivers. Not to say Clemson has a T. Higgins or a DeAndre Hopkins or anything, but I think more of the credit should have gone to Duke than I was giving immediately after that game. Um, and if you want the stats argument, like I said, I tried to go I tried to go uh, um, both the eye test and stats argument for you. Duke leads the ACC in the following categories. Hit Number me. one, passing yards allowed per game. Okay. Opponent's completion percentage. Okay. Yards per pass attempt allowed. Mm-hmm. Passer rating allowed. They also have allowed the shortest, longest pass play. So, so like, the longest pass play they've allowed is 36 yards on the season. And everyone else in the ACC has allowed longer passes than that most. More than a few longer yeah. than that. So, they're limiting big plays while also limiting completions. That's the sign of a, a pass defense that's really got it going. 
normally if you're limiting the big plays, it's because you're giving everything up short. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have the lowest completion percentage and you're not allowing the big plays, you're basically, you know, like flies on you know what all the way all over the field. You know what I'm talking about? Flies on the, the stinky stuff. Yep. So I'm confident in their pass defense, which does ramp up the the uh, pressure on MJ Morris this week, which we will talk about. Speaking of talking about MJ Morris and the North Carolina State Wolfpack, let's give our cons and cons, our confidence and concerns. By the way, you are listening to The Drive with Tim Donnelly here on 99.9 The Fan. We are participating in cons and cons, where we give our confidence and our concern for different teams with local ties. Let's get to the NC State Wolfpack. Uh, bad news first. Dennis, what are you concerned about? I'm concerned the spark wears off. MJ Morris mm-hmm. home game coming back uh you know for his first start this season. There's that juice, right? We saw that early in the game um uh, in the last game against uh Marshall. Yep. I don't know. I wonder if you're going on the road now. Is it sustainable? Exactly. How how long can you live off that? Well, I, I call when you're at home. You get a little bit of artificial energy, yeah. Which the is is the the fans like here take some of mine and just giving you energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can get that on the road if you have a team that's wired the right way, where it's like, you know, uh, we'll go Monsters Inc. with it, right? You can you can feed the meters with with laughs or screams. If you can feed your meters with applause from your hometown or uh, hate by the away team, then then you're you're wired the right way. We'll yeah. see if they're wired the right way this weekend. Also, my concern, MJ Morris. Okay. He is making whatever it is, his fifth career start. Uh, it is on the road against a top 20 team. I know it's on the road. It's not far on the road, but it's on the road. Uh, so you're not, you know, in your own locker room. It's a little bit more uh, unfamiliar. Uh, and, and Duke is good. And, you really know, if you, if you throw by way of your fault or not, and I think the, the – fault range kind of wavered a bit on his interceptions but if you throw two first quarter interceptions against duke you know it's not marshall it's not all right i'll throw a whole bunch of touchdowns to get us back into it it's going to be more difficult than that so you know almost by rule if you have a quarterback making one of your your first handful of starts that almost has to be a concern um which is why you know for duke my concern was riley leonard's ankle because then henry Beelan would be in his first start scenario. Uh, MJ Morris making his second start of the year. I think he has to be a concern, um, especially against a team like Duke. Uh, what's your confidence? Peyton Wilson. That's mm. it. See, I don't, I don't need to say more. It's Peyton Wilson. We are still soliciting campaign slogans and nicknames for yes. Peyton Wilson. I, we've kind of, in the office, combined one. Okay. We got from, from Twitter, and, and I, I think his name was Malcolm, that, that gave us the, uh, the werewolf. For Peyton Wilson, what about this? And this was uh, someone in the office came up with it. Peyton Wilson is everywhere. The every werewolf. The every werewolf. Okay. Get it? Because it's oh, you no, got I the got wolf it. from NC State. You got the werewolf because he's supernatural, he's supernaturally talented, and he's everywhere. So he's every werewolf. I don't hate that. It's complicated. It takes some explaining. But I like it. And if you wanted to, you could go, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Wolf. Little, little Roy Kent mixture. No, yeah, no, okay. I, yeah, I yeah. Sometimes I do this and I have no idea if Dennis is in or out. Oh, no, no. I, I Trust me, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting it. Sometimes I'm like, is, is, he, is he hearing this? Because it's letting, either good or I'm, bad. I'm just letting the audience soak it's it in. It's either good or bad. 
Uh, <laughs> my confidence is Casey Concepcion. Okay. He is becoming the guy that, that that offense desperately needed, which is you can depend on him for a couple big plays. If you set him up, if you're creative in how he gets the ball, it, it's not a one-trick pony, right? I've, I've seen – let me try to think of a good example here. The Justin Rosses of the world, the Marquez Valdez Scantlings of the world, which are like, hey, if I get behind the defense, I can catch a deep ball. Uh, and that's one way to get a big play. Then there's the players that you could get it to them on a, a motion jet sweep. There's You could get it to them on a screen. You could get it to them on a deep ball. You could get it to them on a slant, and he could catch yards after the catch. Concepcion's becoming that guy for an offense that absolutely desperately needs that guy. Uh, and, oh, by the way, he's just a freshman. So if you're doing this as a freshman, I want to see what you can do as a junior. Uh, and, and, you know, he could still bulk up a little bit. They had, they had him coming out of the backfield a bit, which is nice, but you don't want to turn someone into like a Debo Samuel type role until you're confident he can take Debo Samuel type punishment. So I think as he, he, you know, gets another year in the the NC state weight room, watch the heck out for what that guy can do because he's pretty darn good already. And that's why he's my confidence. Uh, next up university of North Carolina. I'm going to do mine first because they're paired. Go for it. My confidence and concern, they are uh, a unit. All right? My confidence is the passing game between the 20s. My concern is the passing game in the red zone. Okay. Here's why. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to frame both of these with, until last week they didn't have their number one wide receiver, Tez Walker. And even last week, I'm not counting that as a full Tez Walker game because – uh, you know, he's new and you're introducing him and he, he's new to the game plan and you have these other roles and all those sorts of things. Um, so they did not have their number one wide receiver for most of the season. They lead the Atlantic Coast Conference in passing yards per game. That's impressive. That's why I'm very confident in their passing game between the 20s. But I also want to say this. They lead the ACC in passing yards per game and have the third fewest passing touchdowns in the ACC which means they're moving the ball a ton through the air and they're just not getting it into the end zone through the air. Now, luckily for them, their running game has been decent in the red zone and and even uh, um, Drake May has gotten involved in the run game down in the red zone. But I think if if what you do best is, is sling the rock, if what you do best is let your future top three overall pick, Drake May, sling it to this vastly talented group of wide receivers, I don't think that should stop when you get to like the 15-yard line and suddenly now you have to depend on your running game to punch it in. Uh, If you're going to throw for 400 yards a game, which they've done the last two, I want more touchdowns out of it. And and that's why my confidence is the passing game in the meaty part of the field. My concern is the passing game when the field shrinks and you're down on either end. My concern? They got a lot of playmakers, right? They do. Got enough ball to go around? Hurry up. 100% 100% of the time. Yeah, well, Need here's more the plays. thing. Need more plays. Here's the thing. They run so many plays. God, I, I think it was at one point in the first half against Syracuse. They they start I, throwing up the pace plays, like the pace stats on the broadcast, and you're well, like, oh, wow. Just, I'm just looking at number of plays, Randall. Yeah. I think they hit 50 in the first half alone. They start doing like, they're on pace for 114 plays. It's like, oh, my yeah, goodness. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. Um. So, with Tez Walker in the mix, just be, all right, pace or – some of these other receivers, obviously, that the the ball's going to get distributed a little bit less. It's it's a it's a luxury problem to have. That's the concern. That's really it. It's a luxury problem. First to world have. problem. It really is. Sometimes uh, my private jet takes a long time to refuel. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. 
takes a minute. Sometimes my my stud wide receivers get a little frustrated that I have to throw it to my other stud wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, I only got seven today. One at eight. My confidence defensively on third down. I've been on this team for what they've been able to do defensively on third down. This team gets off the field. They don't necessarily have the sack totals that we might want. People might look at sack totals like, oh, they're not getting sacks. Therefore, pass rush not good, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? Every team they've played so far this season has been below 50% on converting third downs. Below 50%. Now, you might not get a sack, but you might be pressuring the quarterback. They got to throw the ball away or you force a bad pass, something along those lines. Guess what? You're still forcing punts and you're getting the ball into the hands of Drake May. That's doing your job as a Carolina defense. Got to give credit where credit is due. As much flack as we gave Carolina about their defense going into the season, they're getting the job done on third downs. Simple as that. Miami, who they play this week, and, and we'll talk about this game coming up, um, maybe a little bit more explosive offensively. Yeah. I think you need your pass rush to get to third down. Like, sure. you're good on third downs, but they're picking up all your first downs on first and second. True. Uh, it, it, so I'm still a little concerned about their pass rush, but I agree. Uh, their third down defense is pretty impressive.